we gain more life experience, or maybe you could call it getting old, the way we think about success changes. Think back to those high school days. Success looked like getting good grades, winning football games, and getting a super cute date to homecoming or prom. But then you start working, getting married, having a family, and achieving other milestones. And suddenly, what you thought mattered in high school doesn't matter in your current stage of life at all. Today, success might look like making sure that your children are fed and not leaving one behind at the grocery store. Well, I want to share with you how my definition of success has changed through different life seasons, including marriage, being a mom, and starting and growing 31. I'm getting real about what success is and is not, and how I filter through the good and not so good advice I've received over the years. Plus, listen to the end to hear my current definition of success in one simple sentence. I think it might surprise you. So let's dive in. You're a business leader or entrepreneur who is ready to achieve more and build a business that impacts the world. But you shouldn't have to sacrifice what matters to you to turn that dream into a reality. Welcome to Permission to Lead where we teach high-achieving female business owners and entrepreneurs like you how to achieve more, lead effectively, and flourish in both your business and personal life. I'm your host, Cindy Monroe. Each week, I'm revealing practical and actionable business and leadership strategies you can implement immediately, sharing interviews with some of the world's boldest female CEOs and business leaders, and giving you the tools you need to lead a thriving business while achieving goals you never thought possible. You deserve to have the business and family life you've always wanted. Permission to Lead will show you how. My definition of success has changed pretty drastically over the years. In fact, when I was a student, my definition of success was to just not get D's or F's in my classes since I wasn't very good at school. And I felt like that the world's first defined success is with your report card. And I was not successful at all if that was success. In fact, I wasn't even good at the non-school subjects. Maybe conduct back in the day. Yeah, I got ends because I would talk too much. But when I got into high school, I did get good at good grades at least at band and PE but those weren't crucial classes, and I actually wasn't ever a first or second chair in band. And growing up, I didn't ever feel like I was successful, really. And even through college, what made me successful was just getting that degree and saying I was finished, and I did it. I don't even remember what my GPA was, and it didn't really matter to me. I just worked hard to persevere and finish. Well, in my marriage, success was getting married and staying married and not having too many arguments, right? Well, this was all before 31, and that was definitely something that I felt successful in. It was my marriage. Scott and I were doing mostly right things and checking most all the boxes. The older I got, whenever I started working with a coach and reading some self-help books, I had a pretty big realization. 
It was that I could define success for myself. I didn't need to live by what the world expects from me or the world's definition of success. I realized I had lived to please and achieve other people's expectations of me and what I thought should be succeeding in, what I thought I should be succeeding in for way too long. I started then to use my values and my faith to set those expectations of success once I realized this, that that was even possible. So whenever we moved from the South to the Midwest, I realized that different places have different ideals and different values. And it was one of the first times where I really started to look around me and notice that different people have different definitions of success. And I didn't necessarily want the picture of success that was being presented to me by other people. So whenever I started 31, I think back and success was determined at the moment of, did I have a good party? Whenever I was throwing parties and did enough people come and could we get the orders shipped out and delivered? Success was very short-term related. It wasn't until later that I started looking at bigger success metrics like annual goals, profitability, and year-over-year sales. The bigger goals and success metrics came much later. My very first goal with 31 was, and this might surprise you, it wasn't a big revenue goal or a certain amount of consultants. It was simply to reach five years and still be in business. Up until that five-year mark, I was pretty focused on short-term metrics. I just wanted the business to survive, and I fought hard to make that happen every day. After that five-year mark, we started bringing in some other team members and some executives who could help us create a bigger picture vision for what success could look like instead of just focusing on surviving. We started talking about how 31 could thrive for so many years to come. This transition gave me the opportunity to define yet again another definition of success. What was my definition of success as a leader? What did it look like for me to lead well at the office? What kind of leader did I want to be? What kind of mom and wife did I want to be while leading at work? I decided at that point that success in that season looked like being able to keep a great marriage and flourish with my family, all while leading 31. I don't think I knew to put it in those words back then, but those were definitely my two primary goals for me as a leader, mom, and wife. Some of the leadership books I read would be like, you know what, all the successful leaders get up at 5 a.m. and they have their coffee, they do their workout, they eat three egg whites with some green juice. And there's nothing wrong with those things if that works for you. But it doesn't work for everyone. I had kids and I felt good if they ate something other than Fruit Loops or little Pop-Tarts in the morning, much less having time to think about what I was gonna eat. So there were all these expectations set by different leaders' voices. And I had to decide what worked for me. 
be back with the rest of our episode in just a minute. But first, did you know that each week I send an email with practical ways that you can grow your business and make more money while flourishing at home and work? Well, each week I'm revealing a mistake I've made, leadership advice I love, and even some of my biggest failures as a mom and wife. I keep it honest and real because who has time for anything else? These emails are exclusively for my email subscribers. So if you're not on the list, I'd love for you to join. Just click the link in the show notes. Right now, I've been sharing five things I'm doing to improve my mental health in my business. And y'all keep sending rave reviews in my inbox. So I'm excited to be sharing more about that. I'd love for you to be on the list so you don't miss out. Just click the link in the show notes. And now back to the show. Whenever we had kids, I remember Scott and I read this parenting book and we loved it. It had pretty tight expectations on when kids should sleep, eat, nap, and playtime. We loved the ideas in the book. It was like a roadmap for us. But as a family, Scott and I decided that we were not going to take it to the extreme and be as strict as the book said. But We did follow those guidelines, and we were successful at it, and our kids were successful at it, but we took those principles and we made them ours. Sometimes we can get overwhelmed by books and podcasts and shows and so much helpful advice, but you know what? We can't consume it all, and not all of the advice that you read or listen to will work for you. That's why I would highly encourage you to have your own filters. Run your values and ideals and the things that are important to you through those filters. Then you can decide what success looks like for parenting and leading your marriage and what guardrails you may want to put up. I know you want to grow and get better and become a better wife and mom. It's easy to get distracted whenever you take on all this information that's coming at us. I think you have to remind yourself to run that information through your personal filters. So how do you define those values and those personal filters that I'm talking about? Well, in episode three, I break down step-by-step what it looks like to set meaningful intentions in your business and life. So if you haven't listened to that, go check it out. I'll put the link in the show notes. Remember, without clarifying your intentions and values first, you'll only achieve momentary success, not a long-lasting legacy, which is what I want for you. Defining success takes work. In my life, I have five buckets or areas where I want to improve. Those are buckets that I measure myself on. I look at where I am today and then where I want to be. But I do not try to improve or move that success meter on all five buckets at one time. If you asked me what my definition of success is today, I would say it's taking one step forward. I think that when we can choose to move forward in life, whether that's in our marriage or parenting or at work. We can always be taking one step forward. That just keeps it simple for me. 
Did I take one step forward towards success in one area of my life? Did I encourage a team member? Did Scott and I plan a fun date night? Did I block up time to play canasta with a group of ladies this week? Did I FaceTime with Alex or Evan? Did I spend time praying and reflecting on the day and week? Did I go outside and take a walk? These are all things that propel me closer to my goals. Here's what I want to leave you with today. Your definition of success is going to change. It's not going to be what it was last year or next year or probably even next month. The more information you digest and the more life you live and experience you gain at work and by having a family changes you. So it's going to change your definition of success too. Define success for yourself. Filter information and advice that you receive through your own filters. And remember, it's okay that your definition of success looks different than the people around you. It changes with the seasons. And remember, we're all in different seasons. That wraps up today's show. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening so you don't miss a single episode of Permission to Leave. And make sure to take a quick second to leave us a five-star review where you listen to your favorite podcasts. And I don't want you to miss out on my daily tips to help you achieve more and flourish in your business and personal life. So follow me on Instagram at Cindy M. Monroe. That's Cindy M. Monroe. Or click the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Permission to Lead podcast where I teach high-achieving female business leaders and entrepreneurs like you how to achieve more, lead effectively, and flourish in both your business and personal life. I'll see you next week.